0: Thank you for tuning into Destiny House Church as we seek to draw closer to Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us today. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Court or one of the other anointed speakers as we pursue the Father's heart.
1: Your family that's going to come visit you. Your unsaved family that your talks are not going to be about politics or your favorite president that your talk is going to be about your favorite king, which is Jesus. Amen. And so I hope that that you guys take uh, that boldness and that initiative to stir the pot a little bit and and tell your family about the love of God and Christ Jesus. And, And maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to report before... New Year's Day that your mom or your dad, your brother your sister, your spouse, your son your daughter your grandchild accepted Jesus before the first of the year be awesome. Amen. I want to read something to you in uh, 2 Kings chapter 3 starting in verse 20 and uh Not a long message today, but I want you guys to spiritually lean in and and really take some things with you today that God, I believe, wants you to travel with. He wants you to to have on your person at all times. And this is, I believe, one of those revelations it is for me. And so... This is, this is real briefly, I'm going to read this in the third chapter of Second Kings, starting in verse 20 in the New King James. And simply this is about a, a revolt of Moab, and and there's a lot going on here, but I'm, I'm going to give you just some some sound bites of what I believe God is trying to convey to us today. And now, it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Adam. And the land was filled with water. And when all of the Moabites heard that the kings had come up to fight against them, all who were able to bear arms and older were gathered, and they stood at the border. Then they rose up early in the morning, and the sun was shining on the water. And the Moabites saw that the water on the other side was red as blood. And they said... This blood, the kings have surely struck swords and have killed one another. Now therefore, Moab, to the spoil. So when they came to the camp of Israel, Israel rose up and attacked the Moabites. So that they fled before them and they entered their land, killing the Moabites. Then they destroyed the cities and each man threw a stone on every good piece of land and filled it. And they stopped up all the springs of water and cut down all the good trees. But they left the stones of Kerberos intact. However, the, the mudslingers surrounded and attacked it. This morning I want to talk about mudslingers, all right? And this is kind of a a cool story, and we'll take it from the example. I don't want you to necessarily pay attention to Israel versus Moab. I want you to pay more attention to what this definition of a mudslinger is. It is an assigned person or tribe that seeks to contaminate and destroy the water system, the aquifer that feeds a city, that feeds a family, that, that feeds a state, that feeds a nation. And these people did every single thing that they can. There's mudslingers all through the Bible. If you've read Genesis to Revelation, you will see that the enemy uses people to stop up the pipes. Flowing with God's goodness and his love and his power and his anointing. And the enemy is very, very good at his job of using people to sling mud on you. Raise your hand if you've ever experienced some mud on your face from someone else. Right? What, what about your family? Raise your hand if your own family has done that to you. What, what about church folk? Raise your hand. If church folk have done that. I, I, I see every hand up right now. If you yourself have become a mudslinger, if you're that person, then here's a portion of scripture I want to give you right now to to help you uh, move past that and to heal. And it says here in Isaiah 58.9, if you stop making trouble for others, then your light will shine in the darkness. You will begin to get attention from and have influence with the right people. The Lord will always lead you. You will begin to make the right moves. He will satisfy your needs and dry lands. And He will give you success in the most unlikely places. And in spite of the adverse circumstances, and He will give strength to your bones... And cause you to live a long and healthy life. In other words, honor God and mind your own business and He will bless you for it. Amen. 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 There is a benefit package in this scripture that I just read. And in many scriptures that support what I'm about to show you. Guard your thoughts because they become your words. Guard your words because they become your actions. Guard your actions because they become your character. And guard your character because it determines the level of God's blessing in your life. Does God bless you when you have bad character? No. He says, dummy, I love you. But I'm going to hold back a little of what I was going to give you today because you seem to want to do things opposite of what I have conveyed to you in the new covenant of my son Jesus Christ. When we have low character and integrity and we do not stand up for what the kingdom of God is telling us to stand up for, how many of you know that sometimes your silence is a lie? Sometimes when you keep your mouth closed over things that need to be addressed and dealt with and you try to walk on the top of that fence and uh, has anybody ever tried to straddle a fence for long term? It can be painful. <laughs> I remember going from neighbor to neighbor and we would play when I was a kid and, and what we would do we would we would jump fences between yards, right? And there were a couple of friends that I that I knew that got caught up on a nail on the fence. And if that happened to you, Ryan, when we look at anything like that, man, we'll discuss that later in private. Praise God. But did you know that you can't you can't straddle the fence and glorify God? You can't be a lukewarm. Person. You can't be a people pleaser and satisfy God. You've got to be a God-pleaser. Being a God-pleaser means doing what God has called you to do, not what people expect you to do. Yeah. What people expect you to do is very different in line with what the Word of God says about doing what God has called you to do. God is calling you to be righteous and not right. Everybody wants to be right all the time. I'm right about this. I'm right about that. See, I told you I was right. You shouldn't just listen to me. I'm right. Right, a lot, of, a lot of us as parents, we've said that to our kids, and it all it does is infuriate our kids. How, how about you let your kids make their mistakes, and you close your mouth sometimes? They already know what you're going to say anyway. You think my boys don't know how I'm going to get on with them and how I'm going to say it, and what tone I'm going to use? No. They are. serve the breakfast burritos that I ordered for the church? I didn't. I didn't do that. I won't, I won't do that. No. I want to flip the switch a little bit here. No point talking about mudslingers because I don't believe that's the kind of church that we are in. I believe that we are a church that wants to glorify God in all that we do and we don't really have time to sling mud and and, and clog up somebody else's well. Amen. 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 Did you know that you could be a mudslinger? Before I move on, you know you could be a, a mudslinger in your own life. Mm-hmm. Right? That you can clog up the, the flowing of God in your life because of decisions that you make. Maybe even thoughts that you have. Maybe that... These thoughts, because these thoughts are transferable, you know, thoughts become action, as I just read a minute ago, right? And these these thoughts and these actions, these deeds become who you are. And pretty soon you've formed a circular effect, a reciprocal effect of what you hate the most. You. This is what I, I hear people say this all the time. Well, I don't go to church because there's so many hypocrites there. Right? Or, or I'm not going to go to church anymore because I, I got hurt there. You know, I've never heard anybody say that about McDonald's. Okay. McDonald's gets your order wrong all the time and you still go back. Amen. Now think about that. I'll never go back there. They they they, they, they didn't put the egg on my biscuit. You're so mad. Never. Next day, you're ordering another biscuit. Not a church. People get upset and they get offended and they leave for a month. Well, show them. Yeah. Show nobody except you. You are clogging the wells of your life because you got offended. Hey, right?
0: Yeah.
1: We shouldn't do that to ourselves. And more so we shouldn't do that to God because when we stop the flow of God's anointing in our life because of our bad character, we can't run around blaming somebody else. The only person to blame for my actions is courtroom. But what do we do? Oh I'm just like my mama. I'm just like my daddy. I'm just like this. I'm just we start giving. A blame-shifting excuse for why we're acting like a bunch of poopy heads. Huh? Look at your neighbor and say, "Don't be a poopy head." See, some of y'all are so. See, some some of y'all are, are struggling so much with humility, you can't even say that to your spouse. If you've got a good marriage, you should be able to say, "Stop being a poopy head."
0: That makes me sick.
1: Or a polluted fountain Is a righteous man Who gives way before the wicked Who is a righteous man A person that is following Jesus Did you know that as a righteous man Or a woman of God You can do nothing and give way To wickedness Amen A righteous man who gives way Before the wicked Is like a muddied spring you, does does anybody understand how spring gets money it's not just because um, a, a, a deer jumped into the spring and died, and there's a, a dead carcass in there. That, that's one way. But did you know that you can you can muddy a spring just by simply walking in it and stirring up the mud that's on the bottom so that it comes up to the top? And, and hikers hate this because a good hiker knows that when you run out of water and you go to a stream, you go to a lake, you go somewhere that that you move the water around a little bit, but you don't dip your canteen so deep in the water that you stir up the mud. That on the bottom, thus contaminating the top. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the water on the top that's cleaner than the bottom. Thanks, and and so, so, so when we as righteous people say to, to this group, hey, hey, we, we, we understand y'all believe in pro-choice, but we believe in pro-life, but listen, you can come in our church and we're never going to get on to you about it. We're never going to preach to you about being pro-choice. Even though we're pro- we love Jesus, but we're never going to tell you that you're going to go to hell because you continue to kill babies. Amen. And this is what the church, this is what the progressive church looks like. Yeah. Now, some of you hate it when I say this, so I'm going to say it again. Do, do, do you know how large of a church we could be right now if we were a progressive church in oh. this area? Oh. Do you know that we can be at three services? I mean, do you guys want that bad enough? Do you you want it bad enough to where you have enough people in the seats in the parking lot that you have all this money coming in and yet we are setting up camp at the enemy's fairgrounds? And we're saying, hey, come on in. When we know the truth about Jesus, that if you don't, you are absolutely going to hell, but we're going to dumb it down a little bit, amen. and we're going to talk a whole lot about uh, grace and hyper-grace, and we're going to talk about the love of God, but we're not going to talk about the judgment seat of God. We're just going to keep talking, our idol talk, and everybody is going to get to heaven with a guitar. Yes, Lord, we hear you through whatever music that was that played accidentally by people that will be fired. And there's the thought too. yes, 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 yes. Lay it on me. Why not? Why not? Why not? Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. All right. Let me get back to track now. Switch gears a little bit. Let me read to you Genesis chapter 26. Love this, love this story. I'm so many of you I believe know it. Um, let's just go through it very quickly. You know Abraham um, did a lot of great things, and Abraham uh, had some lies that he carried. Some of those lies carried over into Isaac, and this very quick story. Let me read it to you, Isaac planted crops in that land, and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold, because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich, and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up. So these mudslingers... Uh, from the Philistine party, stopped up these wells that Abraham built, filling them with earth. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, "Move away from us, and have and have you have become too powerful for us." So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar where he settled, and Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stocked up after Abraham died, and gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there, but the herders of Gerar quarreled. And with those of Isaac, and said the water is ours, so he named the well Isaac because they disputed with him. And then he dug another well, and they quarreled over that well as well, and he named it Sitnah. And he moved on from there and dug yet another well, and no one quarreled over it. I'm going to talk about the name of that well in a second. But I want to go through just very quickly some points here that the Lord brought up to me yesterday. When the anointing and blessing of God are on your life, the enemy will try to choke off the flow of God's goodness and His provisions. Just like a mudslinger, he will use people and accusations to stop up the wells in our lives. Amen. It isn't amazing that we stand in a place and time in history where the wells of our fathers, the pastors and the apostles and the evangelists that came before us, that that dug new wells, that now those wells in America. Have been contaminated. Can you go a month without hearing about another pastor that has done something crazy and destroyed a church? Can you go through a day where I'm only really giving this as an example because this is the call that I have on my life? So, if I was a fireman and I was preaching today, I would talk about fireman stuff. But to right now, I'm going to talk about pastor stuff. If you're a surgeon today and can, you know you preach somewhere, you can talk about surgeon stuff. Amen? Amen. But can we go through a day where uh, more than 21 pastors quit? No, we can't. One day, 21 a day. 21 a day. What about suicide? How many leaders in the church, including pastors, youth pastors, kids pastors, commit suicide because they live a life of loneliness because they've been hurt so many times? The numbers are compiling and compiling and compiling with no end in sight. And I'm going to tell you, the end in sight is the absolute resurrection of the dead and Christ. That the coming of Christ is the resolution. If you read your Bible, think, by you voting for a certain person, it's not going to save the earth.
0: Oh
1: man, if we could just get Donald back in. I'll take Donald over Joe, Sleepy Joe, any day of the week. Praise God.
0: But
1: Donald Trump is not my spiritual father. Amen. Right? My spiritual father is not even a man at all. My spiritual father is God the Father. I I really don't like when ministers talk about their, their spiritual mother and their spiritual father because it's not really scriptural. There was one person that we're allowed to call Father in Heaven, and that is Him. We put too much acclaim on people. We put too much pressure on people. We put too much anxiety and stress on people. The body of Christ, you guys, you here today to grow in the Lord in a brief amount of time and take the growth that you have learned and transfer that to this community. Amen. Amen. To transfer your faith to your family. If we're here today for the reason of just coming together to lift our hands and to shake hands and to hug and to plan our next social event, that we are a cruise ship and not a battleship. Amen. God has called us to be in battle. Thank you to you eight. Praise God. Those same mudslingers will despise the goodness of God in your life so much that they will seek to move you out of their territory. The scripture said that they said to move away from us because you have become too powerful for us. People that are not truly serving God are absolutely harassed by the Holy Spirit and can't handle it. They can't handle Him. Because when a person like you guys is walking in Christ, your righteousness is way more important to you than anything else. And when you walk in righteousness, which means right standing with God, you now have the opportunity daily to back up what you've been preaching about. To back it up. Not to to fall back on a scripture that you don't even understand. But to fall back in Christ and say, you know what? I'm going to do what God has called me to do if it makes me the most unpopular person in this city. Amen. Well, Pastor, if we do this, we're going to lose people. We're going to lose finances. We're going to lose possessions. Welcome to the New Covenant Church. Amen. Because those in the Bible that we seek to follow, the apostles, the disciples, lost it all. And us American Christians, our power goes out for an hour. We're freaking out. (laughs) You get down to two rolls of toilet paper. (laughs) Where's Dollar General? Where's the Dollar Or Where's Rite Aid? Where's Giant Eagle? I'm going to all of them today. I'm going to get mine.
0: I'm going
1: to get my TP. You know, I probably should have said that more in 2020, but it's still funny now. Huh? Somebody told your children, one square piece. Listen to this. The Bible refers to Jesus as a rock and relation of both believers and unbelievers. To those who put their faith in Him, He is the rock upon which we build our lives, right? Matthew 7, 24-29, 16, 13-20. 2 Samuel twenty two forty seven 47, that our solid foundation is our rock of salvation that Jesus is also the rock of offense to unbelievers, in which they stumble. by. First Peter two seven eight says says therefore to you who believe he Jesus is. Precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Well, Pastor, nobody's ever offended with beyond nice to everybody.
0: Are you living for Jesus?
1: Amen. Yeah. See, some of you, the problem with, with many of us is we don't actually believe that. We, we actually believe that we can be sweet and, and docile and calm. This is what's wrong with men in America right now. Yeah. Men don't want to fight for anything except the couch and Netflix. Amen. <laughs> I've given this example before and I believe it comes across as offensive. That's so I've kept it in my <laughs> life. While. God said to you today, I'm going to heal you today of your afflictions. Do you want that? Hopefully, your answer is yes. But do you want your healing from God at the expense of losing that check each month that comes in for your disability? Just like every other church, you get quiet. When the truth rolls out. You want God to heal you. But you want to hold on to the wheelchair. You want God to heal you. But you want all your discounts. At your pharmacy. And you want your backup plan. We want God to heal us. But we're not willing to stop taking from the government. For an Ill, uh, for a illness. That he's willing to heal us from. It's so Travis. We come to church and we say, God, I want to give you my whole life. I want to offer it all. I am to you, but I want to keep this. I want to keep that. I want to keep this relationship. <coughs> and I, I think I'll keep gambling online. I think I'll keep pornography in my life. I think I'll keep lying on my taxes. I think I'll keep lying to my spouse and my children. What I just gave you is not the definition of Christianity. Christianity and the follower of Christ. And I know some of you just just absolutely despise the preacher when he says these kind of things. And, 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 it, and it almost comes across to some of you like I am attempting to push you away or out of the church. But you're, you hear me wrong. I'm trying to pull you into Christ. cross. And some of you get offended. I don't. I don't care if you're my friend or not. Amen. I just. I. I want you to be. I love you guys. I hope that you will be. I'm not fun to hang out with sometimes. <laughs> Ask me We went somewhere yesterday. She regretted it the whole time. Hayden <laughs> even went with us. He's like, "Well, that's family trip. I'm doing."
0: <laughs> I can be honest. I'm not.
1: I'm not easy to deal
0: with.
1: I'll be excited about hey, let's go. Look, You know, let's go. Maybe get a little bit of and let's, you know? And then I said, the parking lot. I'm sober. I'm like, no, there's people in it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even like people. Why would I want to subject myself around people other than Sunday and Wednesday? <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> see, I'll say it, and
1: then you guys go, like, oh, pastor, we need a pastor that's more social. We yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, and just smells good before and after service. <laughs> we need a pastor that doesn't smell on us. <laughs> right? No, what what you're asking for is a politician. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Alright, we'll strike all that from the record <laughs> later. <laughs> you know when I read this scripture Isaac then begins this process of unclogging the wells of his fathers. And it's interesting to note that the word for reopening or digging carries a twofold meaning, which is to search out and explore and then to dig. How many of you understand that in your life you you can't just go dig a well wherever you think a well should be? You've got to wait on the Lord to help you uncover. And you've got to do the work to search for the will. Oh, oh, Pastor, I want a a wife so bad. I just want a wife, wife. Oh, I want a wife so bad. I want to get married. But you
0: don't even talk to women. (laughs)
1: And you said, Pastor, of course, you know, no one one in here. And you said, Pastor, why did I marry this person? And and I know, I know you want me to say something so constructive. But before I can say something constructive, I've got to ask the question, yeah, why did you marry them? Because sometimes answering your own question is what needs to be done first before you ask somebody else. Amen. Amen. Right? The Bible is very clear about examining yourself. Getting the two by four out of your eye. Right? Huh? How would y'all like it if I just walked around like this with a microphone in my eye all the time? Y'all would probably say, hey, Pastor, the microphone is stuck in your right eyeball. Please remove it. But if you're looking at me and you got a microphone in your left eye, (laughs) I'm not going to be receptive to you about how to remove the microphone out of my. Are you kidding? (laughs) Really, elementary. I'm not gonna go to a personal trainer that's better than me. Amen. I'm, I'm just trying to give you guys this discipleship right now. I'm, I'm trying to help you with what the word is saying here. Now listen to this. needs people to labor and rediscover and and build these wells back. For what reason? For His glory. Don't you think there's some areas in this city, some wells that flourish? Y'all tell me about it. Some of you older folks say, Pastor, you can't even imagine what downtown used to look like. That people were bustling around and on the weekends and in the evenings and there were shows and all the shops were open and the doors were open and people were smiling and laughing it was a Norman Rockwell painting. Don't you think it would be wise through our walk with Jesus that instead of always trying to Build a new well, which is what we do have to do. But maybe we should resurrect some old ones. That maybe, maybe the simple stuff and ministry needs to come back. The works, maybe simply walking around with some tracks in your hand and actually having a conversation with somebody on the street may have some of that maybe people just really are not attracted to digital ministry I'm not I remember when Candace and I had just gotten married we had this overwhelming feeling and, and we didn't realize until many years later that this was true but Candace was not able to have a child and so one night we were weren't gonna to go to service, we weren't gonna to go to a Sunday night service, we were gonna stay home. But it just so happens that at the worship center in Houston, Texas, that evangelist Steve Hill was gonna be at our church. And Steve Will, Steve Hill passed a few years ago of uh, cancer. But we went up to the altar, and we were all the way on this side of the altar. Churches, the church size is we're really about this size, actually. Um, and there's a big line of people to be prayed for, and everybody was just falling out in the spirit, and they were on the ground. And we were the last ones that, that Steve prayed for. And he didn't put his hands on on our heads or anything. He he wrapped his arms around us. And he he said, how can I pray for you guys? And we told him. And he prayed for us. We also had another occasion where uh, Domi Osteen prayed for us. Which is John Osteen's wife, I believe. She is still alive, I'm not sure. And she prayed for us. And after those two... Sessions of prayer from elders that had been there, that had done that, that had experienced loss and pain and hardship and mudslingers, right? Because the enemy was trying to sling mud and stop up our wells of life. And we had said, Well, I guess we guess we're not having kids, it's not going to happen, no. We said, No, um, God, you're going to do your part. And I believe I was working for Salvation Army. And Candace and I were taking the Salvation Army Harbor Light Choir to a mall. And they were going to sing there. And we were, she and I were talking. And it was just a day or so in that time frame where she came up pregnant on a test. What's the point here? If you honor God with your life, He will honor you. He will open up areas that you thought were dead. I'm preaching myself right now. Because part of me hasn't been believing this lately. 60% of me hasn't been believing this lately. To where I've questioned God. And I've said, God, why? why? Why, why, why? And He's remained silent. You know why God remains silent? Because we talk too much. Amen. Amen. And He remains silent when we're not ready to receive an answer from Him. God has not left us. throne. God has not left the pinnacle of knowing how and when for you to receive your evil. God has not left you. If you've wandered off, he still hasn't left you. If you've gone miles away, he still hasn't left you. Did you know that? I gave this example, uh, I don't know, a year ago. Here, I'll give it again, because I just felt like preaching a little longer today. Y'all can just get him more of an appetite to eat a burrito. I don't care.
0: Right? Where, where
1: Howard is sitting in proximity of me is almost the furthest... Point away from me, I still have a relationship with Howard. Amen. Where Josh is sitting is maybe a little bit closer than where Howard, maybe my one chair. I still have a relationship with Josh. Where Elame is sitting is really, really close to me. Way closer than Josh and Howard, and we still have a relationship. Don't make the mistake of thinking that proximity and distance. Has anything to do with how much the Father loves you? Amen. He's infinite. He's the Alpha, and the Omega, the beginning, and the end. He has no dimensions, He has no proximity. He is all Spirit and all God and all Father. And so when you say, hey, I've got five kids, and two of them are closer in proximity with God than the other three, that's okay. But it doesn't mean that all five don't have some kind of relationship with God. I can say the same thing about some of the marriages in here. There's times in Candace and I, in our our marriage, where we'll be closer in our marriage than other times. It's life. This is not some ridiculous Hollywood romantic comedy. This is real marriage. Some of you, your relationship with your spouse is not the same today as it was even six months ago or even a week ago. But you can restore. Amen. And you can suck it up and go to that person and say, hey, guess what? I was a butthead. Amen. That's forgive me. Look at your neighbor right now and say, forgive me for being a butthead. Come on, do it. I want to get you recorded doing this. Get you recorded. If your husband or spouse not with you today, just say it in your heart, your brain, other places. them on Sam and Victoria just got married. Amen. What are you laughing about? I mean, what are you clapping about? Who cares, right? <laughs> Would you all suspect that maybe? Sam and Victoria are a little closer to each other than some of you guys in your marriages of 30 and 40 years. Amen. Amen. Yes. Or they could be further apart. If we base it on age, right? We say, oh man, they're in love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we don't base things on
1: so The Bible says, do not allow them to despise your youth. When I walked in the Salvation Army, I had to walk in with the boldness of Jesus at 20 years old, or I would have been devoured. And I didn't have any boldness in myself. I didn't have any gifts to show. I didn't have, I still feel that way. I don't, I don't have this or that to show. All I've got is what God gives me on a daily basis. I love this part. Isaac is served of discovered two new wells and dig them. And so they produce fresh water. And these wells, the, 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 the literal translation definitions of these wells are what? Dispute and contention. One well represents disputes, one represents contention. This is an amazing revelation. If you can receive it this morning. There was quarreling. The Philistines caused quarreling. More mudslingers. So what happened? Eventually Isaac digs a well. That no one quarrels over. And he names it. Rehoboth. Saying now the Lord has given us room. And we will flourish in the land. So not only, and by the way, the definition of, of this, this above, the actual term of it, is an ample place, a place who God gave us. How many of you understand today that God will assign you to dig a well and it will be temporary for you to stay there? Amen. You dug a well for him. To flourish and to feed a population. But now he's telling you to move on and dig a well somewhere else. And then he says, then, then God has the audacity to tell you to do something again.
0: <laughs>
1: and you're like, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I was obedient once. You moved me once. You're not moving me again. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. And he says, yeah. Because unless I bless this well for you. There's going to be dispute and contention. So God gets Isaac. He now is removed from this territory and he builds another well with the ample space. And it's directly from God that there will be flourishing there. And that's what. Have you ever felt like in your life, let's make this a bit more relatable, that the people in your. Circle of friends were not going to be the people in your circle of friends two years from now. That something was happening and something was moving and something was calling you and them to different places and different times and maybe even a different spiritual culture and atmosphere. What's the point of all this? you got to be open to build the wells where God tells you to build them. But you also have to be a team player enough to say, you know what? God's not called me to build anything new here, but He has called me to get the mud and the dirt and the trees and the old dead carcasses out of that well and clean it out. Can you guys think right now of some wells in your life that need to be cleaned out? Some areas in your life that you have allowed obstructions? Maybe it's your relationship with God. Maybe you've allowed so many obstructions in your life that there is just a small trickle of God's Ever lost, everlasting fountain that's flowing. Did you know you can open that up? How many of you have had RVs? Raise your yeah, hand. RVs? Y'all know my terrible story. Wait, what, what? Maybe we should have called that. That was the crap slinger um, RV and not the mud slinger. Because when I first moved here, my RV froze up and so did every other thing in the tank. And then things defrosted. Uh-huh. Y'all get It's a very spiritual morning, isn't it? This is great. You guys are... Thank you for listening. This one last time you come here. praise um, <laughs> stuff. But how many of you know that we, we are the kind of people that serve God and we know, God, I've got to wait on you for the right season before these wells can be restored. I feel like for Candace and I, when I left the ministry that I was in um, 12 years ago and I started pastoring, we, we came into our first church with the, the idea that we're just going to be building new wells. And then it was just going to be that we wouldn't, didn't have to deal with the old wells of the past. Huh. That we were just going to build new ones. <clears throat> Boy, was I wrong. Now, we have built some new wells, and I'm I'm proud of what Jesus has done in the last 12 years, but most of our time has been, been spent extracting the mud and the mud. Out of wells that have been contaminated. I hope you guys are catching this this morning. Please stand with me. Worshiping you you guys can come up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know what, Valley